This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Here we go. It's hour five of the G-Bag Nation on 105.3 The Fan. Hope you are having a fantastic day. Uh want to know from you what this analytics ranking of the Dallas Cowboys means to you and we'll get uh, some other uh, Dallas Cowboys content here before too long take a look at the other stories across the world of sports and then uh, coming up at 620 uh, Eric Chiafalo is going to have a little a rim session because uh, you know we're going to go around the rim talk basketball with you the Mavs are in action tonight back-to-back home games against the Trailblazers and uh, we'll get the very latest on the Mavs and some association-related news here coming up in about 20 minutes for you. hope you're having a great day. If you uh, want to uh, react, reply to anything, the truckwreck.com fan text is open at 877-881-1053. You can also watch us on uh, Twitch and on YouTube where there is a sometimes a bustling uh, chat community there for you to interact with. Um, okay. DVOA tries to give you a catch-all estimation of how good you are. You know, they try to control for the schedule as best as possible. They have the Cowboys as the 10th best offense, the 5th best defense, for 6th best overall. I don't know. I, I know I know a lot of you definitely believe the Cowboys are better than that. Um, but I, I, I was drawn to the 10th best offense. Considering everything that we've been through in this season, you know, some ups and downs, We've been trending down really since Buffalo, Miami, Detroit. Now we have three games. After that amazing five-game stretch that culminated with the win over Philadelphia, you're scoring 40 points like it seemed like every week. Tipping your cap to Dak Prescott, to you know the coaching staff as well for installing this. Now you know the first five games of the season is is uh, you know included in this assessment. But I, I think tenth best offense, you know, suggests you're closer to average than you are to the top. When, when the Cowboys have been playing their best football this year, I feel like there's been an argument made at times that, hey, maybe this is the most dangerous offense or second only to Miami in the entire NFL. Uh, is this overall analytical profile accurate for you, Eric? Let's start with you, Mr. Analytics, yourself. Uh, I, I do think it is. I do think it is accurate. I mean, they went on that stretch there offensively where they were, I mean, they were playing like, you know, just under, as you mentioned, a Miami or a San Francisco kind of offense. They went on that run, but we also have to factor in the level of opponents there. Um, then they go play in the last three weeks. They play some really good teams, two of those on the road, and the offense doesn't look the same. And then even when they come back to AT&T Stadium, it's not the 40-point juggernaut team that we had seen to start the season. It's here's 20 points and an offense that, you know, doesn't really make you feel like, oh, they're – they're peaking at the right time, so to speak, going into the playoffs. Yeah. So I, I think this is I think this is fair 
because you have the five weeks to start the season where your offense was really not good at all. And then you have like six weeks after that, seven weeks after that, where it's like, oh my gosh, this offense is actually playing legit top three offensive football in the entire sport. And then now it's reverted back to over the course of the last three weeks, an offense that still feels like it's sort of finding itself. Man, that, that is a great assessment. The, the truckright.com fan text open for you at 877-881-1053. Leave your name and city you're texting from. Who is this Cowboys offense? Is this one that we're feeling good about and going into the playoffs thinking, hey, you know, maybe they ring up 35, 40 points like they did last year against Tampa? Or are you saying, wow, as soon as you get against a, a, a quality team, this offense just kind of folds its tent and, and, and has a disappearing act? Um, and uh, if, you, if you'd like to jump in on, on the text, we're not going to be taking phone calls this evening, but uh, we'll interact uh, that way with you. Let's get uh, Brian's thoughts on yeah, where this offense is right now. It's all about the quarterback. It really, really is. They have no way of running the football, uh, you know, we've, and we've talked about that. And so it's, you know, your quarterback, they, they've done a great job. He's done a great job. They don't turn the ball over. He hasn't turned the ball over. Uh, you know, unfortunately, the, the, the interception, we were talking about that that he had the other day. You know, that, that was an aggressive play on his part. And I think you know, he's limited that type of throw, the late throw, when, when his guy, you know, trying to fit it into a window. But he's made some really, really good tight window throws this year. It, it's, all, it's all on him. And it, it, that's the unfortunate part. Him, Lamb. So when you tell me it's a top 10, yeah, I believe it. Top 10 because of the way they throw the football. It, you know, it could be, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a far worse. If you, it, it could be so much better. If they had the ability to run the football, it would yeah. be it would be a top five offense. If you had the opportunity to run the, ball. I, I like what you say a lot as well. I I totally agree with Eric that it's been an up and down year, and now yeah. you're not peaking at the right time. I agree. It's it's going to be all on Dak, and I I don't think that can be a championship formula all on on Dak and Ceedee Lamb. I, I think that's, that's you're going to have to be more balanced. Yeah, there's there's no there's there's really I mean. You know, heck, you know, uh, Emmett Smith ain't walking through that door. You know, I mean, DeMarco Murray ain't walking through that door. I mean, they, they, well, they, they and Larry Allen, Larry, maybe uh, more yeah, importantly, exactly, ain't walking through exactly. that door. Well, let me ask you this: Could Dak walk through the hole? Could Could Dak running his fix arm, the run? I mean, you say it's all on him. I agree. They they could they couldn't run the clock out the other day. They tried to run the clock out. What did they do? They threw the football. They were they were so they were just new. They knew they couldn't get enough yards. If they kept handing the ball off, it was going to be it was going to be second and ten, third and eight. And they were fine with yeah. doing that all game yeah. long yeah. until the end of the game the when the you game. need to get the clock exactly. moving. And they couldn't. And they couldn't. That was weird. So I, I'm just Dawson. To me, I'm 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 riding with the quarterback on this one. If if it's going to work, it's going to work because of the play calling, the scheming, the and and CD Lamb. That's that's where this is going. And their and their pass protection. And if Pollard's part of the pass protection or the occasional screen or dump off or whatever, then yeah, so be it. But this team's you know, they're they're going to live or die throwing the football in these playoffs. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out exactly what has gone wrong over the course of the last three weeks. Where you know we're he- starting- we're heading into that Buffalo game, yeah. And you and I were seeing very eye to eye on this offense. Yeah, we like what they got going on. Right, they, they, they're and now we'll see can they do it on the road? Yeah, and we found out in Buffalo they could absolutely not do it on the road, yep. and their offense sort of shrinks in terms of yeah. how much they're willing to do because I, the communication becomes too much. Right. Now we don't want to motion as much. We don't want to. We don't want to do the same things we're able to do when we get to AT and T Stadium. Then you go to Miami, similar deal. Your offense sort of disappears on you for two quarters. You yeah. don't know what's going on. They have the right. great drive to go take the lead 
lead before giving it back to end that game, but they still only score like 20 points. Yeah. And then you get back to AT&T Stadium, it's the same thing. You can't really score. And you're talking about, I mean, we know the offensive line and the rushing attack has, has started to get yep. even worse and worse and worse. Yes. I think that's part of it. Yes. And then at least with the road games, they're they're going away from the some of the pre-snap motion stuff that they were using so well. Like their yeah. percentages of use of that dropped. And then you talk about how defenses are playing Jake Ferguson a little bit differently. Yeah, they are. And that's a guy that was a huge key to the offense being as dominant as it was for those seven weeks or so. Yeah, they're in a situation right now where the, the two games that they've had really bad offensive football, and, I, and I'm not going to count the, the 49er game because they got their ass handed to them on that. Arizona, compromised offensive line. We go in the Miami game, compromised offensive line at tackle. You know, maybe Mike McCarthy gets, a, gets into a game where all of a sudden he starts to end. Mm. The Buffalo game, he could have worried about conditions all week long. Hey, got to worry about this. Got to, you know, all of a sudden, instead of saying, you know, it turned out to be a nice dry day for the first half of that football game. But you were already getting killed in the running game on the by the other side. But they, every time that they've been bad on offense on a road game, it has been because of compromised offensive line, hmm. it, except it, Buffalo. It, Buffalo, exactly. But but that's but but they've they were getting killed on the defense. They had no answer for Buffalo's running game for sure. No no answer at all. And 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 what they did, Buffalo played great defense, but. How much offense did Dallas really get the opportunity to play? They couldn't get off the there's field. Been a, there's been, a, I mean, half the season has been bad offense at this point. It, it's just fascinating how they could look like so unstoppable. And I, I think a lot of it goes back to they dominate, you know, mediocre teams. They dominate teams inside their division and, and struggle outside of it. But it's been bigger Jekyll and they, Hyde than ever. They will, they will find a way, and we'll see, when good teams now in the playoffs – their playoff lives depend on them winning this game this weekend because they are not going to do what we what I'm asking them to do is throw the ball every snap on the road. It, that's not going to be the recipe. Throw the ball every snap at home, that's a little bit different thing. Communication, conditions, all these things play into factor. Mike McCarthy is a better play caller, I feel like, at home than he is on the road. And that's They're why more, there's more creativity to their offense at home than it is on the road. And I, I I tend to agree with you there, except for the other night where I'm trying to figure out McCarthy throughout the run of of the offense hitting its peak. They were doing a great job at being one of these teams that was not just he turning around too, and handing the ball off he, on first down. He got too conservative on first downs. The first down runs, there were far too many first down runs in that game. Versus the Lions. Versus the Lions. And yeah. so that's one of those things where I'm trying to figure out. And you go into that game knowing Detroit's run defense is actually pretty good. Yep. And their pass defense is where you can get them got. They, they figured out after the Miami game. I give them absolute credit for this. They went away from C.D. Lamb in the Miami game. What did they do in this game? They gave him the ball 17 times. They learned their lesson. They absolutely learned their lesson. They're like, listen, if, if throwing him the ball 17 times is going to allow us to move the ball and potentially win games, we need to do this every single time. For sure. And I think they learned their lesson after that Miami game. You know, And they've also learned that they really can't, they can't run the ball, though, too. They're not consistent at running the football. No, and that just gonna, kept running it the other night. Yeah. I mean, it was I, weird. I'm going to go into another offseason talking about if you want to get there, we need to build this offensive line to a point where Dak doesn't have to fight off pressure and you can run the ball. Yep. And if they you know, choose to, to uh, approach offensive line building seriously again, I will have more faith in them. But, uh, you know, I, I don't know what they're going to look at as far as their offseason priorities. I think um, we've seen – that, you know, right now, Dak can keep this offense above average. 
you know, and maybe they want to keep trying to make an amazing defense with an above average offense. Like right now, this is a formula, you know, that could could get you there um, with a top 10 offense and top 10 defense. You do have balance that way. Now, the offenses that uh, DVOA says are better, no surprises here in like the top four. You have San Francisco, Baltimore, Miami, Buffalo, uh, then Detroit at, at five, Kansas City at six. Hmm. The Rams seven, the Eagles eight, the Packers nine, and the Cowboys with the the tenth best rated offense. That is, you know, accounting for a strength of schedule. You got any other Cowboy stuff, Chief? We can uh, snuggle in here before we get to this uh, rim session. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I think uh, you know, there's a couple of things defensively looking at this team, and just a little tip of the cap to guys like uh, Demarcus Lawrence and Micah Parsons. Uh, yeah, John Owning uh, pull up the Pro Football Focus sort of advanced metrics on Demarcus Lawrence, and you'll find that this is like the second best version of himself, like across the board. Like somehow mm-hmm. he's having at 31 years old and all the wear and tear physically and the surgeries that we know he's dealt with early on in his career. Like the sacks obviously aren't there, but everything else about his game, like his pressure rate, his pass rush win rate his positively graded play rate versus the run, his missed tackle rate, like everything is basically second best of his career. And at 31 years old, I just think that's fantastic. Salute. What an absolute champion. Seriously. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, all, all the credit may be going to other players, but you you're, you might not even be in the playoffs for sure right now if it's not for Tank. Well, he Crucial it, piece. Well, he, he won you, I feel like, defensively the Seattle game with the yes. three fourth down stops that he made. And the other day in the game, the stops that he made down on the goal line, Yep, won you the football game as well. Huge. So that, he's just that kind of a player. Yeah, yeah. He, he he's a joy to watch right now, and he's playing basically the best football of his career at 31 years old. And uh, salute to him for that. Uh, Micah Parsons, we see he's uh, pretty far and away the most double teamed uh, edge rusher in all of football, and he's also the best at uh, at beating those. Hmm. Uh, his pass rush win rate is much higher than anybody else's, and he's also double teamed at a much higher rate. Uh, so that's a pretty impressive deal, and it's obvious. I mean, the way he handled Panay Sewell, and everybody's talking about Panay Sewell being a, a super stud at the tackle position, and Micah Parsons took advantage of him time and time again the other night. Mm-hmm. And I saw since 2006, there's four guys that have registered 100 or more pressures in a season, quarterback pressures. Micah Parsons is already there. He just did it with 102, with one game to go. Max Crosby did it a couple years ago. Aaron Donald did it in 20, I think that's 2018. And then J.J. Watt did it in 2014. So since 2006, Micah Parsons is one of four players to register triple-digit pressures in a season. And how about J.J. Watt with 119 that year? The other guys are 100, 102, and 106. J.J. Watt was like depoy monster that year. What's it going to take, you think, for him to approach 20 sacks? Is it is it better coverage that he needs behind him to get these quarterbacks holding the ball for longer? I think it's always We're at gonna, 13 sacks still. Yeah, I think it's always going to be a trouble because what's going to happen is, and it's going to continue to happen, he is going to have to deal with what we're talking about here, the double teams. He gets schemed more than I, – I, I, I would venture to say he's probably the most schemed defensive player in the National Football League. I mean, he's double teamed at, yeah, at a he, higher rate he, than anybody by, is, a, by a large margin. He is there. These coordinators are not going to let him take games over. And I think it'll be very difficult for him to get to 20 sacks because of that. Yeah. And these quarterbacks are like 
they know yeah. he is breathing down their neck in quick. I mean, it, well, I think it was the Dolphins game where every pressure was under two seconds. Yeah, it's just what what can you do here? And these quarterbacks are just willing to just throw the ball away to avoid being sacked. Alrighty, uh, we're about an hour from uh, tip-off here with the Mavs and Trailblazers down there at the AAC. A little rim session coming up next. We'll talk association with you here on The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Yeah, buddy. Welcome back. G-Bag Nation segment here is brought to you by the Frankels. Life's unpredictable accidents happen. Frankel and Frankel, the go-to attorneys for car and truck wrecks in DFW. If your loved one's been in an accident, contact Franklin Frankel for a free consultation, 214 or 817 Go online to truckwreck.com. Let's talk some hoop. Chief, what do you say? Yes, sir. Let's go ahead on a Mavericks game night. We'll go ahead and cut the lights out. We'll put the kids to bed. G-Bag Nation's going all 56 inches around that rim. It's always a special occasion when you're a team in the NBA and you get seven straight home games. That's what, that's what the Mavs are looking at right now with their schedule. They've been a better road team than home team over the course of the season but uh getting seven straight at home I think is going to be something that the players are going to appreciate back to back here with the Portland Trailblazers and uh, that game will tip off here soon there will be no Dante Exum he's dealing with a right heel contusion there will be no Rashawn Holmes for personal reasons and there will be no Maxi Kleba right small toe dislocation man this guy's just inventing ways to miss games. Clean Man, up. that pinky toe, when that pinky toe gets messed up on you, I'm assuming when they, the right small toe, that's oh, the pinky dude. toe. Yeah. It's game over after that. It's awful. And it's I, ended I, careers. Yes, dude. And just all of it is so frustrating. I don't know. I don't know if this was an off the field pinky toe injury or an on the field, hmm. but I'm stubbing my toe in my house these days. It feels like once a week. I'm just I'm rounding Around corners. The corners or the furniture. The, yes, the the furniture, Bed frame. the corners. Yes, the door frame. Whatever mm-hmm. it is, there's toys all over the place. So I feel for Maxi Kleba, and I don't blame him for missing tonight's game due to the right small toe dislocation. Uh, now the Trailblazers, we know, not a very good team, not a good team on the road. 
this should be hopefully the Mavs take this game seriously. There's times where it feels like they're just not taking these games seriously. Yeah. Uh, and they'll get they'll get they'll get crushed. Uh, but now you get, you know, Kyrie working himself back in. That's obviously huge for Luca, who's being double teamed at a ridiculous rate. Him and Micah Parsons, the most double teamed individuals in all of professional sports. Uh, but now with Kyrie back, of course, you'll get the opportunity. Less double teams. And when Luca's on the bench, hey, there's Kyrie. Uh, so hopefully he will get to uh, the Kyrie level of dominance that we're used to seeing here very soon after his first game the other night. But yeah, Dallas is 11 and three versus bottom 10 teams. Portland's four and 12 on the road. So uh, going to need to take care of business here. Two yeah. times in three days at home versus Portland. Uh, you you got to go ahead and, and, and get these victories. Highly inexperienced team. They don't know how to win. They don't know what they want to run. They, they don't know what a good shot looks like. I mean, this is your classic young team with a bunch of guys just fighting for their careers instead of trying to figure out how to, you know, optimize together. Uh, so this is a great uh, situation, I think, to get a couple of wins. And I am very optimistic that these next three, four months are going to be a great ride for the Mavs. Uh, you start, you know, fiddling with Kyrie and Luka, all bets are off. But I think as long as these two guys are on the court together, they're going to look like one of the best seven or eight teams in the association, Chief. Yeah, they need to get their defense together. Uh, but yes, get, having having a healthy Kyrie and Luca goes uh, an extremely long way there. And I look forward to seeing what they tinker around with towards the deadline. You throw out Pascal Siakam, who is uh, seemingly on the trade block here, and Woj has talked about how Siakam has value around the league, but he holds leverage on a potential destination because of his expiring contract. Mark Stein reported the Mavs definitely interested in him. The Mavs definitely want to upgrade their number four spot, uh, but it's probably overstated them making Siakam at the top of their wish list from a trade standpoint. So I don't necessarily expect that, but uh, I do look forward to seeing how the Mavs tinker around before the before the deadline and get this roster as as well-equipped as possible to go into the playoffs and, and make a little bit of noise here. Because I think they're they're capable of being a noise-making team. I mean, when you look at the Western Conference standings right now, it's kind of hilarious. Yeah. If you just woke up today and didn't know anything about what was going on this year in basketball, you'd be like, wow, the Timberwolves and the Thunder are the top two teams in the West? Yeah. You yeah. got you got the, the Suns, the Lakers, the Warriors – the Grizzlies are all either out of the playoffs currently or in a play-in scenario. You're yeah. like, what is going on here? A major transition in power. Uh, you know, I think OKC is here to stay. I don't know. Minnesota's had really good regular seasons. Um, but I, I'm i not terrified of anybody except for Denver still. I'm in the same situation that we were last spring. That you know, I think any of these teams could beat any of the other teams, and we'll see what happens at the trade deadline. We'll see who's playing well. Um yeah, the Mavs need a veteran big and a and a and a wing that aren't even all stars. Just give me credible top eight rotation players in there, and I think this defense can be fortified quite well. They're going to need it. They're absolutely going to need it. And we've seen Jason Kidd get a, a team that didn't play defense all of a sudden start play defense. So yeah. uh, they're going to need another one of those moments there. Uh, come to Jesus meeting or something like that defensively. But getting Kyrie back, that's huge. Being at home for the next seven games in a row, I think, is also huge. Last night, you saw John Morant uh, get after Victor Wimbanyama pretty nicely. Yeah. My goodness. Playing with him. I mean, Jaw's return has been fantastic. I think he came back in and it was, boom, immediately like Western Conference Player of the Week. 
He just uh, he's came in and just uh, picked up right where you would imagine he had left off. But he had the the highlight play was zooming past Victor Wembanyama and then dunking it as Wembanyama was trying to block it there, and it went super viral, everything like that. But apparently after the game, John Morant was like, uh, "Yeah," he said, "My my pops called and said uh, he said that play was actually just considered a hard layup." He doesn't consider that actually being like a posterization. So uh, his dad has a different standard for what is a, uh, a a posterizing dunk there. But it was it was a pretty dang sweet play from John Morant. And and the Grizzlies, it's just funny to see them just literally one of the worst teams record-wise in all of the Western Conference. Uh, they, they shook up that roster a little bit and uh, moved on from uh, from Brooks but brought in Marcus Smart, and they've dealt with a ton of injuries. And maybe, maybe John Morant, we asked the question like right before he returned, can John Morant save the Grizzlies? Maybe he can. Yeah. Maybe he absolutely can with the way he's playing basketball right now. Yeah, I, I think he's a really special player. I hope he's focused on the game because nobody's bringing that combination of skills and athleticism to the table right now. One of the sadder things I've seen in a while was a kid uh, flying all the way 8,000 miles from Australia to go watch his favorite player with his cardboard sign. I flew 8,000 miles to watch LaMelo Ball play for the Hornets, only for LaMelo Ball to be too banged up to play. That happened two nights ago. About a 50-50 chance of that happening. Yeah, you got to be, I mean, one, pick a new favorite player. LaMelo Ball is going to be a guy that's always a sort of a coin toss, whether or not he's going to be actually healthy enough to play kind of feel like if you're going to make an eight thousand mile trip when you stay for more than just one game yeah Yeah, when you when you kind of figure out to hey they got a they got a home they got a home series here and it's three games in a week can you tells me he and the parents were already there in town and they were like let's go to the game make a sign i just kind of wonder you know, I wonder if they found out LaMelo Ball was going to be a, a scratch and they're like, OK, let's put a sign together. Maybe they'll hook <laughs> oh. us up with some memorabilia here. There you go. We'll definitely because they because they talked about the kid on the broadcast because hmm. he was sitting. He had pretty good seats and his sign is like flew all this yeah. way to see LaMelo yeah. Ball. Of course, yeah. LaMelo Ball's not playing. So right. the broadcast called it out. And I think he's getting some level of LaMelo yeah. Ball memorabilia. He'll get a little meet and greet, maybe. You know, big ball of brand slides. Hook you up with some slides, son. <laughs> Seriously, as many as you need. We got yeah, uh, you a need. bunch of them. What a box. <laughs> a 20 minute one way conversation with uh, Mr. Ball Dad. His name LeVar. LeVar. Yeah. Ball Dad. Yeah. I said a one way conversation. I <laughs> 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 sure did. I hope you're all ears, kid. <laughs> Kid, I'm going to give you advice for the next 25 minutes. I'll never forget that home workout gym that we oh, played, God. that video, the sales pitch from LeVar yeah. Ball. That was just a few short months ago, man. That was hysterical. He was selling bars, right? Bars, bro. Like gymnastic yes. bars. Yeah. 15 grand. Like you see at a jailhouse or something. <laughs> Set him up in your backyard. Yeah. That was awesome. Uh, almost as awesome as what Caitlin Clark did last night. Mm. We got to bring her into this room session. Okay, that was an amazing shot. Uh oh. Is anybody else noticing she ran back to the bench and like nobody wanted to celebrate with her? Okay, her I, coach I did not notice her that. Back on her. She's like, yeah, I did it. Shoot, yeah. And they're like, cool, Caitlin. It's all about you, huh? Again, cool. You, Can't you, wait to hear about it. Do you think it was one of those home run celebrations? You know, where they always like. Sometimes like a dude hits a home run and they on the bench nobody acts like it was important. Is any uh, yeah well, yes I, I no no. So this wasn't a joke, right? This was weird to me. This was weird to me. Sometimes it, it's like dudes hit home runs and like nobody celebrates with the guy. They just kind of all sit there and then wait 
And then all of a sudden they react after that. That didn't happen in the game. You think I she's got a little Bo Callahan in her? Nobody I, wants to show up to her, to her birthday party. Um, maybe, maybe that's what it is. I, I have some, I have some unanswered questions about this. And I'm, I'm Caitlin Clark, and I'm running back to like get my high fives. Nobody's coming out to meet her. She's she gets close to the bench. She's got to put her hand up. Like no, nobody wants to talk to her. Yeah. She's like, hello, I just made the game winning three guys. Like huh. her her teammates come back all time. No. Sorry, what what news did you have on this story, uh, Chief? <laughs> no, I mean this is this is more fascinating. Now I'm going this. back and looking at the video, right, yeah. she's trying running. to determine if she's, she's like, where's oh. my love. If she's Bo Callahan, she Russell gets all Wilson, all the way to the bench, and, and she's clapping like, oh, guys, no, you're right. Nobody, I made the game winning three. Nobody's celebrating. You're right about that. Even the even like the assistant athletic director ran by her. Yes. <laughs> well, she okay, but from my vantage point, it looks like she's she's. Okay, let me see this angle. She's running away from the team bench. Like she makes the shot in front of the bench, but then as soon as she makes the shot, she runs to the other side of the court and almost just gets into the stands celebrating with the with like the team. Okay. You know what I mean? She's running away from the bench, into the cheerleaders and just into the stands. So maybe grab the right mic. No. And then, and then, and then, actually, then, then the teammates show up and dance with her. I was wondering why I couldn't hear that in my headphones. I looked over. I'm like, he grabbed the wrong. You've been here for twelve years. He grabbed the wrong mic. So I, I, I think, uh, I think you okay, got no, ball you're sacked. Right. You're right. No, I, I actually tried to ball sack people on that one. This was my original take. Oh, like why is she running back yeah. to her bench and nobody's giving her love? It's because it was the fans, and the fans were like, "I'm not supposed to touch the player, so I I'm think just going to so. stand here and clap." Okay, got gotcha. you. Just a little basketball or butt crack here in a rim sesh. Nothing to be alarmed about. That, of course, was a butt cracking. Uh, I actually have another basketball or butt crack for you guys here in just a second, but uh, I think my favorite part of what took place last night with Caitlin Clark um, is yeah. the stat of the day factor. Now, the she hits the... She hits it with .1 second left at the buzzer. It was from the logo step back three. I mean, it is as cool as it gets yeah. to the win. the only shot she made all night? It was not the only shot no. that she made all night. I believe That's, she I had 40 points. I thought you were going to be stat of the day. That's, I mean, yeah. There's stat no, of the no day. you can hate on that. Stat wow. of the day is from Optostats. <laughs> Not even you, Dawson, can hate on that. Yeah. It, is a, it is a smaller ball. He's trying, bro. He, he, he it try. is a, you know, it's a small. It's easier to make them. Oh, there's nobody closes yeah. out in that game. You ever see him close out? No, Give him five more minutes. Yeah. He'll cook up something. Yeah, I always say 56 <laughs> inches around I mean, the rim. What is that, 27 and a half inch diameter on that ball? <laughs> it's probably a 60 inch rim, too. Yeah. It's not the regulation 56 for the dudes. But it's nonetheless, like a hoop. <laughs> in 15 games this season, Caitlin Clark, 450-plus points, 100-plus rebounds, 100-plus assists, and a team win percentage of 900-plus. In the last 25 years, the only other NBA, WNBA, or Division One men's or women's player to put up those numbers over any 15-game span is the king himself, LeBron James. Mm. Wow. So maybe they're going to start calling her the queen? Or yes. the king? I think that would be apropos. You're right, Broadus. They might actually want to call her the king. We'll have to ask her what she prefers. Absolutely. Uh, so, uh, basketball or butt crack, uh, since Dawson tried to get us on a butt cracking there. Uh, it really looks like she ran to her bench. But we, uh, I was off on that. <laughs> I've been watching that all day. Like, why did that coach turn her back on her? Like, do they hate Caitlin Clark? I wish this would have been the, uh, the top story of the day from yeah. Dawson opening up the show. Did you guys see the other night when this Caitlin Clarkson was playing? Yeah. This Caitlin Clark had not even friends? know her name. What'd you just call her, Brian? I don't know. It was Getting not the right me. name. We're yeah. gonna run the tape back. We'll it listen. We'll, I thought you liked women's sports. I do. Misogynist. I love women's sports. I do love women's sports. He likes the Wisconsin volleyball team. 
Let me tell you what, man. We've we've all watched those volleyball ladies play. That's some impressive work that they do. The Very Detroit athletic. Detroit Pistons finally uh, won a game the other night. Congratulations to them. 28 straight losses. Yeah. And uh, two of those losses were to the L.A. Sparks, bro. What the hell's going on out there in Detroit? <laughs> <laughs> it is pretty crazy. I do feel like it's some Iowa. sort of it's some sort of like twice. there's a sports omen going on with Detroit. Who has the Lions finally being respectable? And they're like, but that means that your, your other team, else has to suck. your Pistons are going to have to be the sewage of their sport. Yeah. Your organization's terrible. <laughs> you only get one, man. You only get one. And sometimes you actually get none in Detroit. I'm sure there's been years where the Detroit Pistons and the Detroit Lions suck to high heaven. At least they got the Lions this year. But following the 28 losses, Cade Cunningham, star of the Pistons, former uh, Oklahoma State Cowboy. Quote, I've come to embrace a zen-like detachment. (laughs) That's weed. That's weed. That's weed. That's weed. (laughs) Victory and defeat, success and failure. (laughs) These are transient states. Yeah. What remains is the profound understanding of struggle, the beauty and persistence, and the subtle art of finding meaning in the seemingly meaningless. Wow. Basketball or butt (laughs) butt crack? I'm saying uh, I'm saying mushrooms for pregame meal. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Well, that's a postgame quote. I'm gonna say it's I'm real. I'm saying after the game, mushrooms for postgame. I think Aaron Rodgers has opened this up. <laughs> Dawson says it's real. Yep. It's a certified butt cracking, but I enjoyed oh. that quote, so I wanted to read it to you guys. Where did you? Where, okay. That'll get you fired right there. Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah, I'm paying you hundreds of thousands of dollars, millions of dollars out there, and you talking about you're detached, zen-like. I need you locked yeah. in. Who said that in real life? That's got to be a real quote from somebody. Well, that's why I was hoping you were reading it. Who is it from? No, I just, I don't know. It's 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 in a butt crack way contributed uh, or attributed to Cade Cunningham. Oh. I don't know. I could probably Google that. Is there really a real Google that. butt cracked uh, website? Butt crack sports. Yeah, there's there's yeah. ball sack sports and oh, butt crack there's, sports. There's, there's both. A, oh, there's both. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So on any I, given day, you can I get butt cracked or ball sack. I thought this was something you kind of made up. No, I was the victim of a ball sacking like maybe two years ago now. You know, at the early, you know, the early stages of ball sacking. Yeah. And so I was one of their first victims, and now I'm trying to be sort of a PSA, like, be aware, butt cracks, ball sacks all over the place. They're trying to get, you know, trying to get you got. Thank you. Just here for the people, man. Two years ago, huh? (laughs) There's butt cracks and ball sacks everywhere, bro. You better look out. Got to look out. I I didn't know they even. I thought he was a victim, bro, of a ball sacking. (laughs) It's not the booby traps you got to worry about. I got Thanks, some other dude. crap. We'll save it for tomorrow. <laughs> there it goes. <laughs> the proper rim session for you here in the G Bag Nation. We'll cross talk with the Get Right, see what they have cooking next year on the. F- All righty. Thank you, uh, Lucius. And thanks to everybody involved in this five-hour journey. G-Bag Nation on every afternoon, 2 to 7. Tomorrow, big show. Of course, it'll be a Zach Martin Thursday, and he'll join us at 5 o'clock. Joining us now is the Get Right, and uh, they'll be rocking the house 8 to 11 uh, after a little Cowboys content coming up here. The Cowboys Crosstalk 7 to 8. Gentlemen, good evening to you. How you doing? Yo, doing very well. He's How about you, fellas? We're back in the booth. We got the whole squad. Holidays are over. Feeling energetic. Just ate a donut, so I feel great. Right on. Yes, we've been eyeballing those donuts, Brian and I. We've been trying to say no, so we were happy when some young guys showed yeah. up so you could take them all down. Yeah, I just eat every one of those things. That'd be great. I, feel, I feel like I, was, I should get better about asking uh, where things originated from because, you know, you can't just be eating random stuff that you don't know 
Where did yeah. these donuts Says end up coming who? from? See, I'm the opposite. Not sure. I worked as a server. I ate stuff where I had no idea where it was from or knew where it was from and still ate. Yeah, but- and I, th- I think that's the level of growth I'm trying to achieve. I'm trying to get better <laughs> about, wait, wait, okay, before I put this in my esophagus, what is this? I right? think there was there a whole, I think- Sorry, I'm going to stop. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a pretty good rule to live by there. Yeah. Reggie, right. have you ever noticed the 1980 Georgia Coke bottle? Did you ever notice that? I did, and I heard you guys talking about it. Y'all got pretty contentious about the idea yeah. of brought us getting getting to that Coke bottle. Well, we, it's gone. That, that yeah, you, you told oh, Did you, you actually? Oh, I goodness. actually drank it. Yes, One I drank it as a bet payoff. And you're you're still good. I'm still good. No man. rumbles. Not at all. Okay. Not a, not an issue at yeah, all. One to ten. How great was it? It was terrible. <laughs> okay. It, 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 it tasted it pretty taste. bad, right? It, no, it tasted awful. Yeah. I, I, I tried to, yeah, I didn't want to. It just unfortunately didn't make him sick. I don't want to give you guys that satisfaction. When Dawson, when you, said, <laughs> when you said the thing. When, I'm when, healthy out of spite. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I willed myself not to throw up on air. But when you said that the guy who drank the the drink like 20 years ago. Yeah. Pepsi from the 90s. Yeah, and when he drank that and got sick, I got a little worried. And then Dawson read the, uh, he said, listen, you're not going to die, you yeah. know. But I was like, oh, thank gosh. Which feels like that should not be the standard, at least for me personally. I feel like the standard of just you're not going to die is I need I need better odds than what, simply that. What's the worst thing you can eat that's been expired for a long time or drink like spoiled milk? Milk would be milk. Would oh, be yeah, any type of meat. Yeah, I think yeah, a meat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, a chicken, like a, a here, poultry. Dawson ate a yeah. whole steak one time during a show. Raw. Raw. And that yeah. and my that cardiologist said that was a terrible idea. That was yeah, it was bad. Yeah. Why you're supposed to? Why, no, it doesn't change that much if you cook it. It's not healthy if you cook it. I, I ate no, he way, said uh, it was a bad idea. I ate a uh, a bowl of Wheaties from 1992, and that was bad. You could you could taste the dust in it. Yeah. It looked awful. You, you were talking you were talking about the dairy and the milk stuff earlier because we have the milk me challenge, which is a gallon of milk <laughs> consumed over the course of a five hour program. Name. I'm thinking. I'm I'm debating because I have a payoff. I have two payoffs. I got to get. Get through here. I got two more. Maybe stuff. I'll maybe I'll do the milk me, but one of you guys is doing Stephen Jones on Friday. That's just happening. Wait, that uh, I need amazing. some more explanation. You said doing Stephen Jones. My apologies. Yeah, he's going to milk him too. Oh, <laughs> okay. well, he's got nipples, so uh, you can't. You're you're aware of the Eric Chia follow a 65 second question? I am. I am Jones. familiar with that. I mean, look, that is he's notorious for that. That's worldwide at this point. So the bet payoff is a. Uh, a transcription of that terrible meandering question being read by one of these gentlemen and asked to Stephen Jones on Friday when he joins us. I think it's fun because also I want to know is he going to trigger that moment in his brain and go, I know where I know where I am. He's yes. gonna hang, is he, he going to just treat that and you think he'll oh, hang he, up mid question? He's like, I'm done here. <laughs> he's going to hang up. The funniest part is there is a particular name drop within the question yeah. that connotes like three or four years ago. That has nothing to do with the team now. I'm trying to remember. But, I can't so remember just, the actual. It's going to be awesome. Enough. Okay, I'm, I'm I'm here for that. The, I, I love it. The, the, if I do it, I will be very nervous, but it's going to be hilarious. Uh, I think. Uh, and and Stephen's reaction to it. I would you call him Steve to do it? Uh, sure, absolutely. Steve, I have Steve. Steve. I got a question call for you. Steve. Knowing the there's humor behind it makes it okay. Makes it like you can get through it. Knowing that everyone's going to giggle. Everyone's going to laugh. I mean, if if you get a good laugh out of Stephen Jones, I think it'll be the first like. Significant development out of the interview in eight years. Well, I'm, I'm just, I am, I am. That's Gavin Dawson. I want to know what his response is going to be because his and his response to it the first time comedic. was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was comedic. Yeah, he was, yeah. he was in there, just like Jerry's was to Bobby a few weeks ago, and Bobby asked a somewhat yeah. long question. Yeah, but he, Jerry, Bobby, Bobby got what like thirty seconds in, maybe. Right, he no. was nowhere Not near the stamina that I had on that terrible question. <laughs> yeah. So I am curious, like, will Stephen Jones will it be the exact same response? Well, he, yeah. you covered a lot of territory there. 
there uh-huh. uh, or will it be something of that variety? I'm looking forward to his response. It's going to be awesome. One thing I found about both Jones boys and Dak is like yeah. this, too. He's going to determine your question in your first three seconds of talking. Yeah. Oh, it's like, it's like a answer. woman where she's decided like, what's oh, yeah, happening yeah, yeah, on yeah, the night. The question, early you're just stop the... talking, let yeah. me go. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So it drives Stephen Jones or Jerry nuts when you belabor the question. And uh, I look forward to driving him crazy here on Friday. I, you're, you're, you've got to drive that train then. You're, you're, on you're not going to do it? Nope. I'm very excited. Nope. I do think polished broadcaster Gavin Dawson there's, asking a ridiculously long question is, is okay, pretty what's, funny. What's, what should be the tone? Monotone, kind of funny, or just straight? Just straight curious. You know, you're curious. Yeah. I was extremely curious. That's right. A little yeah. too curious. I, yeah, that, that was my next question is which one of you guys feels like you have better reading? Uh, at, yeah. Definitely I was like, not, bro. You're also not only you're doing a, a reading of a 65 second Ooh, question. Like, that, takes a little sec- that takes a little time. I mean, I might just try to pull it off like it's kind of like a monologue, like conversational. And oh, maybe, are you going to you're going to get yeah. up in front of your a mirror and practice yeah. it? Yeah. Like I'd, you're going to deliver this yeah, a like, like a, a thespian, a spoken word. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it definitely can't. Snaps and everything. It can't be a cold read. You're going to need to, yes. you know, well, gonna, get I'm into character on up, this. Maybe do some awkward laughs mixed in there. <laughs> Coming with some Crocs. Well, um, as, yes. uh, we, we have we have two minutes left in this crosstalk, guys, and I aim to keep it light. And I think we have pulled that off. I am wondering, though, if either of you has ever had a fire at the house. I, I knew you were doing this. Or apartment. Uh, I oh, have not. Yes. I've been very blessed uh, to never have any of my domiciles um, go up and go up in flames. I have right? had a fire at the house. It was uh, I was young. I was in the, below the age of 10 watching Cartoon Network at Ed and Eddie in the living room locked in. Good program. Put my chicken nuggets on before that. Thought I clicked two minutes. I clicked 20. Oh, it's Uh-oh. your fault. No idea. I'm watching. Smoke's coming. My mom comes running down the stairs telling me, what am I doing? Tell her watching cartoons. There's smoke <laughs> everywhere. Fire department had to come. It wasn't something. The house no didn't way. burn down or anything. But it was definitely smoke coming from the microwave. And that happened like, for the microwave? The- yeah. Put Did chicken nuggets in 20, 20 minutes. Now, I also left out the part of the plate that it was on. Oh, oh see. Tin foil. Yeah. Tin foil? Yeah. Oh, like the little yeah. tin. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know. Sparks. Yeah. I was yeah. hungry. I was hungry. It was time to watch cartoons. Flames. I, I In college, I had a. Sorry uh, that I'm a moron. In- <laughs> <laughs> I had a bag of breadsticks from Olive Garden still left over. Mm-hmm. And oh, they you were, didn't realize the lining was yes, what it was. The yep. inside lining is tin foil, so I put it in to heat it up real quick, and all of a sudden there's like little lightning bolts Why going on. Why did they on. give it to us? But like I was that. there. I wasn't watching cartoons. I just you know stopped. Why that did thing. they give it to us like that? That's not how we're supposed to heat it up. I think it's a fair question. Uh, they can put it in anything maybe. else. Yeah, yeah. I was in I was in college, uh, second or third college. I went to roommate. We were at an at, at an off campus house. Puts a wooden chair in the fireplace. <laughs> He's like, "We don't need any more cool. I'm going to get rid of it." Yeah, extra fire. Extra didn't open up the, the. Is it called a flu? Yeah, flu. The flu. <laughs> and, and the entire living room is on fire. Good God, that was yeah. probably scary. We had two garden hoses out uh, and managed to suppress it. Thanks to Lucius Alexander <laughs> in the Pimp Cup, Carter Freeman coordinating your video. Of course, Eric Chia follows. Zach Wolchuk will return uh, next week. Send him some love on social media. Here's Brian Broaddus as well. Baldy tomorrow at 3.20. Zach Martin at 5 o'clock. Tim Cato at 6. We'll be talking NBA with him. I'm Gavin Dawson. Uh, Cowboys is next. Till tomorrow at 2. You're going home with the G-Bag Nation. At ease. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.